This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. They didn't have that last year. Hey, every year. It's a different season every year, Al. You got to turn on. it over all over again. This is why the Dodgers in yeah. 10 in a row is so impressive. You got to start at 0-0 zero and zero all over again and go get it figured out. And now Jerry's kind of ruined my day. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce back. Love Jerry. Jerry's a good guy. I, 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 I figure that uh, I'll give myself till 12 and then I'll... <laughs> I kind of swim Jerry. in the the agony. Of- <laughs> Is that still on? Uh, I hope so. I don't know. It, it, I I, I want to say yes, I think so, but yeah. I don't. I I don't watch a lot of daytime TV. But Jerry Springer was the that was the, was the thing ish. for a minute, right? It was the thing. Did you have the show that when you were not like it a kid? Like it ended kid? in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Did what, what was the show that you guys knew was kind of like just not quality television but i'm watching this every single day like i love this you are not so i used to watch that's i didn't maury. watch the judge that's shows maury. i didn't watch that i watched tyra banks's talk show there a lot when perfect I was a kid. example there you oh go she scares God. me tyra's I feel like she's mad at <laughs> I'm me team tyra really, I'm okay with that really problematic some of the episodes but um it, it entertained me as a child i could not take my eyes off of cops I, I just that yeah. I knew that. Why is it sweaty? This is every episode is them. Mm-hmm. There's a guy's had too much to drink. Yep. There's a domestic disturbance, and then there's some sort of guy running from the cops. Yep. Every, it's, and then it's, there was the second version, which was better. Reno nine one one. Yeah. Well, that one's a little bit different, but sure, not a bad way to do it. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Santa Ana and Jaime. Jaime, you're, oh, we lost Jaime. He was come on, what, Jaime. You held on for so long. I was going to say, what did he want to say, Emily? He was. So ups, he was he was, upset <laughs> at me or upset at Jerry? No, he was just really, he Jerry. loves, <laughs> he loves an angry Trav, um, which I feel like is what everyone on Twitter is going at. They, they like seeing. you when you get fired up, so you got to keep getting fired up, Trav. Well, they, they but fired up over really the right stupid things. things. Yeah, like, fired up over the fire right Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts. Look, if you want to fire Dave Roberts, come at me with reasons why. And by the way, well, he doesn't win the World Series. Well, neither does 29 other guys every single right. season, right? And neither do... And none of those other teams win 100 games yeah. year after year after year. Yeah, it year. sounds good. Uh, Vlade Sliwa. We got it. <laughs> nah. No, we got it's it. Gotta, you, can't, you couldn't really you do it. it. Like, you really could do Davis Sliwa. Magic used to bad. tell Vlade when he Irvin. got drafted. When he got drafted, you got to stop smoking cigarettes. We're playing games. Vlade's like, no, I'm good. We did, a, Gabriel. we did a show in Sacramento one time when I was working for Jim. Ooh, Slava Sliwa. That little alliterative there. Um, that we're inside Arco Arena. It may not have been Arco Arena at the time, but that same building, right? And, you know, it's an NBA arena. There's no smoking in an NBA arena. And we, John Barry came on, Chris Weber came on. We were doing like, the, we, we did this thing up there. It was a real big party. And Vlade was standing behind the stage, just burning him down one after the next. <laughs> and we, I said to him, I, I kind of said, okay, you're up next. And he, he, he comes, kind of puts the cigarette out, comes up, does his whatever it was, 10 minutes on stage with Jim. And then literally as he's walking down the steps of the stage, into the pocket, out come the cigarettes, the lighter. It was lit and blazing before he hit the bottom stage. Well, it was it. awesome. It was so cool. That's your guy over there, Taylor. Oh, yeah. Tell more, tell more King stories. That, that's all I got. That's all I got. That is your guy. Yeah. 
I had. A, How long was Vlade president? Down was he president? Eight minutes. Yeah. No, was he was there for long. a little bit. He, he stepped down. He said if they had a, a couple losing seasons, or if they didn't turn it around by the time you know five years passed, and he would step down. He wasn't there five years, was he? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Bro, he's the didn't work great. He's in the front office when they didn't draft Luca. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, I'm with Trav on the Dodgers after suffering through McCourt era for so long. We've now lived through a decade of Dodger excellence with a ring mixed in there. We're about one more ring away from being the golden era for my Dodgers. That is from obviously also known as Al Pastor 225. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to go back to when I first fell in love with baseball. Okay, I'm a Eight, nine, ten-year-old kid. The Do- I'm here in LA. The Dodgers consisted of Steve Garvey, Davy Lopes, Bill Russell, Ron Say, Steve Yeager, Dusty yep. Baker, Reggie Smith. Just, just this murderer's row. Fernando Valenzuela, and they were good every year. Okay, they would go to the World Series a lot. I think they lost to the Yankees in '77 and '78. They were in the World Series against the Reds and the A's in the early part of the '70s. In the early part of the '80s, they go back to play the Yankees yep. and they win that one again. And you just assumed this is what happens. You you are either in the World Series and win it, or you're in the World Series and lose it, or you get very very close to it. Okay. Fast forward a little bit later, '88 pops up and the Dodgers win the World Series again with Kirk Gibson. You're like, yeah, this is what happens. I'm a kid. The Dodgers are good. They go to the playoffs. They go to the World Series and they win it sometimes. Fast forward 40 years and they've never been back. Okay, this is what I mean. That it goes through these long stretches of time where even really good organizations with all the money, location, history, you can hit the skids and it doesn't necessarily is anybody's fault along the way. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the Dodgers shouldn't win more World Series. I'm not saying that they don't need to cash their ticket this year. I'm saying enjoy this run of Dodger baseball. While it may be slightly less than what you want World Series-wise, it's 10 years of knowing that your team is one of the best teams in baseball and you got a chance to win the World Series every year. It matters. I, I think, but with all that said, if somebody is frustrated about the Dodgers because of how good they have been, that's okay too. right? Like Everything that you just said is not wrong. I don't think the Dodgers want to be known as what the Atlanta Braves accomplished. They don't want to be known for that, right? Of course they don't. They don't want to. The San Francisco Giants in a span of, what was it, six they years? They three and five years. Three and five years. And, okay, give them all the credit in the world. That's three and five years. That is so uncommon in sports, let alone sure. baseball. That's unbelievable what they accomplished. If there are some frust- If there is some frustration from Dodger fans – it just goes back to that. You don't want to be known as the Atlanta Braves. It, they're known less for winning the World Series. They're known more for being so successful for so long and only winning one World yeah, Series. Yeah, no, no, I get it. There, there is a point where your success almost starts to work against you. I'm saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying that the Braves shouldn't have won more World Series. They should have. You got Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz, and David Justice, and Fred McGriff, and Andrew Jones, and Chipper, Chipper Jones, Jones, and all, yep. all of that. Those are an unbelievably talented teams. They should have won more than one. But the fact that they're remembered as being failures, I think is... Not failures. Or, or less than, however, however you want to characterize it. That Oh, yeah, but they're the team that lost 13 times. Not the team that won 14 times and had a World Series. I just, I don't like it. The Dodgers need to win the World Series. I'm, that's why I started this whole thing yep. by saying they need to win the World Series. I'm not setting this up for a, everything is okay. And that shuts saying, up everything. I'm saying for today... Let's enjoy what happened because it doesn't happen very often. I like this. This is from Big E. For Division Series, spray Kirkland brand champagne. Yeah, why not? It's pretty good, too.
I don't know if I've ever had it, but I know if it's got the it's Kirkland label. It's also probably label, Prosecco, not Champagne. It has could be. To, unless they import it from Champagne. I was going to say, it could be sparkling wine. It could be made yeah. in California. You never know. Did you know that, Slee? For it to be Champagne, it has to come from the Champagne region of France? No, I did not know that. Yeah. How did you not know that? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, no. Well, yeah. now you do. Now you know. So yeah. that thing you've been drinking, that's California sparkling wine. Now now you've been educated. Or Prosecco. Or Prosecco, which is Italian? Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's Italian. Oh, that's Italian. a good one. Yeah, it's we're good. talking about what's the the peach stuff that you pour in there to make? What's that drink called? Prosecco and peach puree. What's that called? Bellinis. Yes, those are yes, terrific. Yes. You ever like a Bellini Slee? They're really good. They're no. fantastic. Yeah, it's like a mimosa, only it's made with Prosecco um, and peach stuff. I'm interested when you do your uh, barbecue. <laughs> you want, you, you yeah, want a want, couple want of those? Is it Bellini or Benini? Bellini. This is this is Benini's a Bellini's a guy. One. I think this is a perfect one. <laughs> We were talking about shows that you used to watch that you knew were just nothing. Jonathan Watson. In my 20s, I really watched Jersey Shore. <laughs> Jersey Shore example. is a perfect example. I've told you guys this story, right, I, about the situation. I think, yes, I, yeah. I, I've heard this. Say it so, again. So I met this covering the Super Bowl one year. This was oh, yeah, yeah, I I do know, 10 years show. or so ago. Yep. And when they do Radio Row at the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, they do them in these giant convention centers. There's hundreds of people like you and me, Slee, doing shows. And there's right? big-time names coming, Hall of Famer, sure. There's Peyton Manning, there's yep. Joe Montana, that's mm-hmm. Dan Marino, that's John There's Elway, Marlon there's McCree. Smith, there's Marlon McCree, right? <laughs> All of those, they're just name, 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 name. There's yep. Roger Goodell. I mean, they're, they're everybody. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, cool. Troy Aikman, we'll maybe catch him on the way back, mm. right? Place goes dead. Bananas. No, dead silent. And everybody's looking in the same direction. Like, what, what, what's going on over there? And I'm like, did the president of the United States walk in? I, is Al, like, what, is Al what, still getting what, the company paid? What's phone? happening here? It was the situation. situation. The guy from the Jersey Shore walked yep. in, and you would have thought that Martians had landed from the from another world. Well, yep. he's the situation. It was unbelievable. How quick were, was Radio Row like, uh, hey, um, Joe Montana, we got to cut you off here. The situation is coming year. by. It was the same uh, Super Bowl Radio Row week where Dick Vermeil stole my wine. Still, still <laughs> sore about that. Mm. Still sore about that. He sits down. We do a nice interview, talking with Dick Vermeil, talking about the greatest show on turf, talking about going to Kansas City. He's like, pop. Little, nope. Little bit of little bit of UCLA talk. Like, I'm into it. I'm enjoying my conversation. He says, oh, hey, Trav, by the way, I'm here on behalf of, I forget the name of it, Vermeil Wineries or whatever. He's got this beautiful bottle of Cabernet. And he, so he goes, I just wanted to make sure that you got a chance to, to see this. I'm thinking, get a bottle of wine. Awesome. This is great. He gets up to leave. He takes the wine. I'm like, Dick. What what's going on? Like when the guy with to, he left it for you when and the, then took it. When the guy comes by with Tostito, uh, to, Tostitos or M and M's or Skittles, they leave you a couple of bags of Skittles or M and M's. Dick took his wine, like Dick. So leave, he was just going from behind, table brother. to table, like with guys. One bottle. Yeah, the, he just, just wanted to let you know. I uh, started my own winery and now I'm taking it. I've told DeMarco, I've told Far this before that look, I know you're still close to Coach Vermeil. I know you guys still talk regularly. Did it fit? I need you to tell him he owes me a bottle of wine. That Dick Vermeil owes Travis Rogers a <laughs> bottle of wine from probably 2010, something like that. No, you, you, don't, forget, you don't forget moments like that. It is a bad deal. All right, Slee. So <laughs> give me your answer right now and then I want you to explain okay. your answer on the other side. Two pretty important games for our local teams here. No one, the Rams got smoked in their opener. Yep. Buffalo, you could kind of chalk it up to a very bad night against a very good team. Yep. Got Atlanta next. Mm-hmm. Not a good team. A team that's not expected to win more than a handful of games. And then the other local game, Raiders in Arizona. <laughs> that's that's the third local game. The other one, the Chargers are in 
Kansas City yep. to take on the Chiefs. They both look really good. Bigger story come Monday. Is it the Chiefs get blown out by the Chargers or the Rams lose to the Atlanta Falcons? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Cheryl, president of the Rancho Laguna Vista Heights Homeowners Association, won't allow Trav to have guests. Hashtag neighbor chat. No, it's not that. It's not the, by the way, something's going on in my street. Everybody's under construction. So we've got like containers and trucks. It looks like best, a yeah. war zone. Is it loud at all hours too? Yeah, I, well, it's a very good question. You tell me. Is a jackhammer at six thirty in the morning on Saturday considered loud in your world? Mm, I think yes. Well, it's permitted. Six thirty. By the way, I, I I didn't think you can have that. I'm ninety nine point nine percent certain can't. you can't. Well, I'll say on weekends, it's like after 8 a.m. It's usually after 8. Now, yeah. I will say it was 184 degrees last weekend, True. so maybe we all said trying to let, get the that work dude, in. let that dude work the jackhammer yeah. early, but it was early. Like like I said, Slee, look, I'm telling you. I'm looking you forward just, to tomorrow. I'm, trust me, I'm telling you I'm looking forward to tomorrow because I, I think I got my lineup set for Stat Hero. If you just trust me, I can, I can steer you in the right direction. Trey Turner's the way to go. All right, Chargers win in Kansas City. Is that bigger news than what happens on Monday morning if the Rams are 0-2 and mm-hmm. drop that game to the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so let me let me kind of paint a picture for you. I think if I'd have told you this year that the Chargers won the AFC West, it would be a surprise, but it wouldn't be a shocker. They can win the AFC West. You know, last year they played the Chiefs in Kansas City in Week 3. They won that game on the road. Yep. Uh, they won, I think it was like 30-24. to 24. Now, later in the year, that's when they had a big lead on the Chiefs. That was at SoFi, and then they end up losing in overtime 34-28. I believe that was a Brandon Staley oh, actually, special, too. I think it was a Brandon Staley special, yeah. and it was a Thursday night game. Yeah, That was another and, and one of those was, isolated games. And it was one of those, sta- yeah. one of those what is Staley doing was, in games? It was one of those games where by the time it was done, you just I had such a nice dinner. I'm like, what a great day. I, I don't want to lose this thought, and yep. I'm going to change the subject very briefly. Do you like that Nathaniel Hackett came out yesterday and said, guys, I should have gone for it. I realize I made a huge mistake. Yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah, I do. Like, I know he's getting some grief. I'm like, what would you, would you prefer him say he he would do it again that way? (laughs) No, actually, the worst thing you can do is kind of go back to it. And I think this is what you're getting at. Staley did not make any indication from what he did a year ago is going to change or he's learned, no, this is just who we are. This is how we play. So to answer your question... Oh, I'm all good when somebody says, I, I, I made too. a mistake. I was too. Like, your initial reaction is, well, duh, you dumb. But it's like, yeah, okay. It, look, 
I could work with that. Hopefully you learn that was really stupid. Yeah. Not going to do that again. All right. All right. So I don't think it's a complete shocker to me if the Chargers ended up winning the division. I'd be surprised. I, I, the Chiefs is who I think is going to win the division. Mildly, though, at best, right? Okay. So with that and the fact that they won at Arrowhead last year, and that there's actually expectations for the Chargers this upcoming season, and the fact in their first game against the Raiders, what they have, six sacks, three interceptions, their defense, some of the acquisitions that they got in Khalil Mack, they, they actually look like, oh, okay, those those guys that they picked up are going to be incredibly helpful to a, de- a, a, a defensive team for the Chargers. Couldn't agree more, and they did it without J.C. Jackson, too. But if you told me that the Los Angeles Rams... Lost to the Buffalo Bills, okay, hey, it happens. But how you lost, kind of got your ass kicked, that whole thing, that you couldn't follow up in week two against not the San Francisco 49ers, not another divisional rival, not somebody that you have a lot of history with, not somebody that you think is going to go make the postseason, but the Atlanta Falcons. And you can't beat the Falcons. And if we're you and I are sitting here on Monday and that's the conversation we're having, that to me is much more stunning than if the Chargers beat the Chiefs. I, I, I agree, and I want to go a step further. I think it's the biggest story in the league if it happens. I, I really do. I, I don't know, you know, short of a major injury somewhere else yeah. to a star player, but if the Rams are 0-2 with two home losses and one of those losses is to the Atlanta Falcons – that is a that that is the story of the early part of the NFL. It's a big story. It, it's a huge story because mm-hmm. look, they what would Morales do on Monday? He'd be dancing and singing and having a grand old. He would time. have Adele live yeah. on air. He, he would book Adele <laughs> to come in and do the live imaging. The first be fifteen minutes is Aaliyah. just like a concert. Live <laughs> imaging Adele on Mondays. Um, Ladella. It would be a catastrophe. Now, mm-hmm. you can start 0-2 and still make the playoffs. It happens, okay? Very rarely do you start 0-2 and go to the Super Bowl. It's only happened three times in the history of the league. But Atlanta's not a good football team, or at least we don't think they are. I guess it's possible that they could be one of those teams that you look up at the end of the year and it's like, wait, the Falcons are 10-7? and I mean, I guess it's possible, but it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's and, the quarterback? <laughs> and, right, it's Marcus Mariota, who's probably got his last chance to be a starting quarterback in this league. But here, here's the rub. What if Allen Robinson doesn't get the ball again? What if Cam Akers gets nothing going? Sure. Again? What if Matthew what if the O line is is the running same. for his life mm-hmm. because the O line stinks? Mm-hmm. What if uh, Bobby Wagner's? What if Jalen Ramsey gets turned inside out all over? Again? As in the same issues you had in Week One, you have in a Week now Two. Now you got a big problem. Now, now you it, it'll really be, you know, because even if you go back to last year, November, right? They lose three games in a row. They, Matthew Stafford looks bad doing it. I, I think it would be the first that that one last year was the first three-game losing streak of Sean McVay's career. There may be one other in there. I think there may be. But this would be the biggest challenge of his coaching career. What do you do when you have Super Bowl expectations? And not you get smoked by Buffalo. You can write it off to, they're really good, whatever. We had a bad night. There is no, yeah, whatever, if the Atlanta Falcons come in there and do it. They have to win that game. Don't think it's going to happen, but the scenario that you laid out, that's that's. I think it's just such a bigger story. Hey, listen, Chargers Chiefs, there's more of a hey, this should this could be a good game. A good team winning a game, even against another good team, yeah. is, it's fun, but it's it, it if, happens. If I told you tomorrow Chiefs win by ten, you wouldn't be shocked. If I told you that Chargers win by a field goal, it's not a shocker. It's an impressive win. Even if they won by ten, I wouldn't be shocked. It's not like the world's gonna end. The Falcons 
churning the Rams into 0-2 would be much more of a shocker. Okay, Stat Hero Weekend Preview. Like we talked about, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, that game coming up tomorrow. The Weekend Preview is brought to you by Stat Hero. This is perfect. This is what we're talking about with those local market lineups in the Stat Hero app. Filter by single game. Then you can play Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or kind of have some skin in these local games. Pay attention to the local market lineups at StatHero.com. Don't forget to enter the promo code 710 you'll receive a 100% deposit match. Stat, stat hero winning isn't a fantasy. So I had something just come across uh, Adam Schefter's tweet. Uh, so he says, Chiefs ruled out kicker Harrison Bucker for Thursday night's game against the uh, Chargers. So guess who we should put on our uh, stat hero? Is uh, he going to kick for him or are they going to go sign a kicker? No, well, so... Unfortunately, Justin Feet, not Justin Fields. What's his last? Justin Reed. Reed. That's it. Yeah. Uh, He's the brother of Eric Reed. But um, former Jet Matt Amendola is going to kick for the Chiefs. Unfortunately, but I really wanted Reed to come out and kick everything. He kind of can do it. You know, he's not. He missed a PAT. So, love that they didn't show that in the highlights. (laughs) But so did uh, the guy uh, from the Bengals. So, yeah, but that was more of a long snapper issue. But and it was blocked. But but to your point. The, you do miss PATs. The problem was it was missed pretty badly. It was not one of those, ooh, it just kind of snuck out the side. It was a borderline shank along the way. The problem with it all is, because you could put Justin Reed back there for a game, if the Chiefs were locked into their playoff position, if they you know, they'd win or lose, it doesn't change their, their positioning or anything, you could kind of just roll it. But at this point in the season, you have no idea if this is going to be a big game or and not. And against a divisional opponent. Sure, Which sure. may come down the line to be important, but uh, yeah, two after Because we don't see this. Like in baseball, unfortunately. Well, this is that's actually what I was going to How fascinating is it anytime you see something just a little different? Well, to, to that point, yeah. like what I want to say, Hanser Alberto. Was, eight. Is it eight? Eight yeah, games. Yeah, he's pitched eight, eight games. times for the Dodgers. Will Myers for the Padres. Uh-huh. I think it's pitched four or five times. Like it's becoming one of those things. Well, like, hey, just have Will go out there and close it up. Hanser, you get loose. You're in the ninth inning. So it's lost kind of its novelty. But when you see, like, just how random is this? Every once in a while, you don't see it a ton in the NFL, but you'll see a team line up in the Wildcat, right? And the quarterback gets split out to wide receiver, like, throw it to him, throw it to him. You want to see something like that happen. And Justin Reed, safety being the kicker qualifies there was a piece over the weekend so on cbs sports central um joey gallo was talking about how all the players get so excited when he takes the mound okay and he's like we it's like a next level of wanting to play defense because you just want to get out of the inning for him and he's made eight appearances in it there is a, like you all of a sudden become glued you can have a regular bullpen guy come in and you're like yeah it's what it is well you know what's funny because the regular bullpen guy's throwing 95 miles an hour, and he's yeah. supposed to get guys out. Hanser's up there flipping waffles at guys. Yep. Just like, here it comes. See how far you can hit it. And they're grounding out to second base. <laughs> it just does, it doesn't make any sense. It's fun to watch. All right, here's one from Anthony Rincon on Twitter. Here's a question, Trav. Would the Angels be able to hang their hat knowing they have the same amount of World Series titles in the last 20 years considering this Dodgers era? It's really interesting to think about because – the Angels won the World Series in 02. You take the 20 years starting there to where we are right now. The Dodgers and Angels have won the same amount of World Series. Comparatively speaking, it's there's no comparison. There's, there's yep. nothing there. It's apples to you mm-hmm. know tow trucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even close. But the end. If the only thing you care about is you had a good year if you won, and if you didn't, it doesn't really matter. Then you're the same. 
But you're also the same with a bunch of other teams that peeled off one along the way. The Cubs have peeled off one along the way. The Nationals. The Nationals have one. The Astros theoretically have one, right? You have some teams that have one. In the last twenty years, we know who the good teams are. But can I? Can it's I? It's been give the you, Red Sox. It's yeah. been the Dodgers. It's been the Astros. St. Louis. It's been St. Giants. Louis. The Giants. That the the Angels aren't one of those teams. That's why you have to take. There, there's context matters in this stuff. It's not just a spreadsheet of okay, you've won one more world title than this team, therefore you're a better team, a better run organization. It's not just that. So context matters. You're right. But not all organizations are created equal. They're not. And if I told you, let me let me actually this is a perfect example. If I told you, let's use the Padres because they've never won a World Series. They've been in the World Series, I think, twice. If I told you that the Padres, that fan base and that organization, hey, you get one World Series this year, and then you're bad for twenty straight years, are you taking it? The Padres would. Padres are going to take sure. it. If I said the Sacramento Kings. <clears throat> You get an NBA championship this year, and then you're awful for 20 straight years. They're taking it. When I say that not all organizations are created equal, if you presented that same question to the Dodgers, the Dodgers can say, this ownership group right now, you know what that organization is going to say? We're winning more than one. Yeah. No, no, we're going to have a lot more success than this. So I think that the comparison that trying to give that comparison to the Angels and the Dodgers that both have won over that span, they're not wrong. But I think what the organization, the the goals of one organization versus the goals of another organization are completely different. The Cardinals aren't taking it. I don't think no. the Giants are taking it. I don't no. think the, the Yankees, and the the Yankees aren't, aren't taking it. But Atlanta Braves aren't. Tampa is. That Tampa might might be a bad example. They're Oakland is. Oakland, Seattle is. Yeah, no, there there are some. I just I think you're all doing yourselves a disservice if you're trying to find ways to minimize the last 10 years. Not saying they shouldn't have won another one. I'm not saying that they shouldn't win this year. But if your first reaction to they've won the division 9 out of the last 10 years and the one year they didn't win the division they won 106 games. If you yeah, we only won it once, then you're not enjoying nice things. Enjoy this for at least a day or two. Take a step back and enjoy the run that every night you've turned on the TV, listened to the radio, and watched your team be in the mix for a decade. That doesn't happen. So you say for a day or two. So if somebody comes back on Friday and says, hey, I really enjoyed it for the day or two, but those days are over, are you okay with that? In the sense that we're getting ready for the playoffs, Sure. In the sense that the 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 most important thing is yeah. right around the corner. But if you get into February and spring training is starting again, you're like, uh, you know, this whole thing has been a disaster. No, it hasn't. It, it's disappointing. It's 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 unfulfilling. Disaster is not the right word. But this is that's, that's this not is right not anything other than an unbelievably impressive accomplishment by an organization by a few players it's unfulfilled to a point unfulfilled but enjoy it while it's here because this doesn't last forever at some point they're not going to be this at some point they are going to be that team that's scraping for a wild card it's probably not going to happen anytime soon yeah but it will happen again the 70s dodgers turned into the 90s dodgers and that team was bad for 20 years not necessarily the worst team, but not necessarily this either. Factor Cap, coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, guys. 
have you guys ever been uh, in the locker room after a team clinches like this? So I'm, I'm watching Spectrum, Spectrum Sportsnet's replay of last night, and I'm more just worried about people's eyes, of <laughs> getting like champagne spray in your eyes. I just, I can't imagine that'd be very comfortable for you. I've never been in one, uh, like post uh clinching or title or anything like that where there's a champagne celebration it it looks pretty fun i'm not gonna like little stinging eyes might be worth having your you know dozens of bottles of champagne poured over your head that i think kind of fun. i think it'd be the coolest i never yeah. i haven't either but just yeah. imagine for you dodgers win a world series and you're in there lakers win an nba championship you're in there. that'd can, be one can, of the coolest but, but you know what honestly mm-hmm. uh, as a i don't want to use the word journalist because i'm not a journalist but as a as a media member I would feel like I'm intruding. I didn't do anything. Like, I'd like to see it, but I didn't do anything, right? Like, to be a part of it, even if you were like a trainer yeah. or, uh, you know, the guy that feeds the pitch, like, you had yep. something to do yep. with that. That would be extraordinary. So, um, have, you guys heard of, chant my name. <laughs> have you guys heard of the story of the Dyatlov Pass incident? So, it's an incident that happened in the 50s where Russian, um, they're like, uh, outdoor enthusiasts were hiking in the wilderness. Eventually, their tent got broken into, and their bodies were kind of scattered all. I it's, do know this story. It's like a yes. true crimey story. Yes. Anyway, so I, I, was, I listened to a podcast about it last night. How it's what you're wrong about. Um, but it got me thinking. The ocean is scarier than the wilderness. Travis, Patrick, Cap. Fact. Fact. The, the ocean. I, I'm terrified of the ocean there are carnivorous creatures in there much like there are outdoors um the difference is like in the middle of the ocean you're not getting out that's it right that that's it i can only swim for so long that's that's not gonna happen theoretically i know i'd be dead in the woods in 10 minutes too but theoretically i can walk out theoretically i can catch something to eat theoretically i can find some water to drink and i got at least a one in a 10 trillion chance of getting out of there the ocean is terrifying to me so i'd be less scared of a shark that is waiting for me or just is deciding that he's gonna just take care of work and that i'm gone but I'm more with Trav on this of I can't survive in an ocean. Like I, I cannot – my swimming ability is so pathetic <laughs> that can I get across a pool? I can. But right. can I survive in an ocean? At least I have somewhat of knowledge of what's happening. I have some experience at camping. Again, if a bear comes, I'm done. There's, <laughs> a, there's no argument here. But I think just naturally from that, what's scary you think? Just being in the middle of a forest – uh, you know, some type of forest at night, or being in the ocean in the, in the dark. The ocean in the dark. Am to I me, near the beach? Can I get back to the beach at least? Yeah, you could get back to the beach. I think I would take the ocean in that scenario. Why is night and ocean just like the worst combination no, I've ever heard of in my life? The, the night ocean doesn't scare. Like being in the woods in the middle of the night—that's terrifying. Like because I can't see it coming. Hey, it could be right there. <laughs> it could be looking at me right now. Like and in the ocean, you always feel like that, right? Because yeah. it, it comes from underneath, and you never it never happens. But at least I could swim to the shore. I'm not walking out of the woods in midnight. That's it. You can bury me right there. Taylor, what do you think? Uh, this is Cap for me, Emily. I grew up in kind of like a heavily wooded area, so that's more of a sense of comfort to me than the ocean, where you're open to so many things, like the guys talked about. Like you could die from exposure. There's no shade out there. You could drown. You could get. It's eat. a problem. Those all take too long. <laughs> Yeah, no, we need this to the drowning is going to be the thing that that gets me. It's going to be one long exhale, sink about twenty feet, and then take a big breath, and that's it. 
<laughs> Get me Even if I want to come back up, I can't. Yeah, but if you guys are interested, uh, the Yatloff Pass incident is a very interesting thing to. They're still not quite sure what happened to those people. It's like either, either Yeti, avalanche, yeah. maybe UFOs, maybe mercenaries. Who Damn. knows? UFO seems. I'm buying that because they had electro radiation on yep. them, and you're like, yep. mm, but it also could have been nuclear war. Anyway, Can you send me this that. Is cool. uh, I will send it send to me you. That podcast. <laughs> it's really good. All right, so um, a tourist from Japan posted a TikTok where he went all over Wisconsin. He said Wisconsin is his favorite place in uh, America and it's severely underrated. Um, so you have a very underrated U.S. city that you love. Alan, Patrick Cap. I don't know how underrated it is, but I don't think a lot of people talk enough about it. And I've been there one time. Flew to Albuquerque. Nothing. Not that impressive. But I had a car and went to Santa Fe, New mm. Mexico. Santa Fe, New Mexico is awesome. It's beautiful. It's got great restaurants. The scenery is great. Art galleries everywhere. Great bars. Like I had no idea Santa Fe, incredibly clean. I had no idea Santa Fe, New Mexico is as beautiful as it is. And for some reason, anytime I talk New Mexico with somebody, I'm like, hey, you, you should go to Santa Fe. And they're like, what? Why would I go to Santa Fe? <laughs> I've never been. You sold Santa me. Fe is awesome. I, that, that does sound pretty good. Um, I want to go back to the Japanese tourist that was, says Wisconsin is the best place yeah, to go. Yeah, to any other city. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, like, okay, look, Madison's fun. Been he to Madison. cheese curds. I've been to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's okay. I've been outside of Milwaukee into Kohler, Wisconsin a few times. Did a golf tournament uh, or golf event up there. That was kind of fun. I've been to Green Bay. I went to a Packers game at uh, Lambeau Field. I like Wisconsin. It's not the best place in this country. That guy <laughs> needs to go see some other places. Um, you know, Again, I don't underrated is probably the wrong word, but a place that I always enjoy going mm-hmm. and haven't been in a while, and I know that there's been some activities that have taken place. I love Portland. Portland is is a really Portland's for, a great place. for all the place you're talking about. It's pretty. It's on a oh, river. Yeah. It's 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 easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Food's really good. It's got a very eclectic sense to it. There's people from all over the world that are in Portland. That's kind of some a neat of the most spot breweries in the entire Tons country. Tons of micro breweries, breweries yep. there. There's vineyards in Oregon. Mm-hmm. That a ton of good wine. Ton of good food. So I always enjoy going up there. Have you ever watched the show Portlandia? It's a little too specifically <laughs> weird for me. Yes, yeah, it's I have. a weird, sketchy show. I yeah. love it, but yeah, it, it's I can funny. It. I get yeah. it, and I like. Oh, who's the guy that was married to Fred Armisen? Fred Armisen. There. Why you do I feel like Taylor's going to have one that <laughs> yeah. you and I both yeah. have not Taylor? been to? Yeah. I lived in Wisconsin for two years, Eau Claire, and it's uh, yeah, it's not the greatest place in this country. <laughs> I think the most underrated places I've been to, I would say parts of Utah, uh, Boise, Idaho. I liked a lot. Mm. Oh but, yeah, uh, my favorite place to be i think is minnesota i like the twin cities a lot uh, i like all the outdoor things there are to do there the lakes it's a beautiful i need you to tell me where you went in boise because i've been there and i was checking the airplane schedule to leave as fast as i could <laughs> i'm like i land i'm like this is really what when's I the next expect, southwest flight leaving anything. boise yeah i haven't even left the airport <laughs> yeah it, it was literally oh yeah this place sucks <laughs> Yeah, this 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 Got is it. awful. Well, I like give, the give, quaint towns. Give what you like, because I I I don't want to take his recommendation on this. I've never been to Boise. It's a college town. Uh, they like like I said, a lot of outdoor things to do. Um, I, I don't know if Which I can Travis sell Trav loves. on it though. I can't sell Trav on it. So, um, 
<laughs> my uh, underrated Amer- uh, American city is Asheville. Good question. Asheville, North Carolina. I've heard nothing but good things about Asheville. That place. Is great. Uh, hmm. Similar vibes, but it's like mountainous. Uh, similar vibes to Portland, where they have a bunch of breweries. It's close to where I, I grew up, but like far enough that's a little bit of a day trip. So, uh, huge fan of that place. I, I also like South Carolina too is good. I like uh, the spot that you go to often. Hilton Head. Hilton Head. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful there. I've never Hilton been there. Travel right now. Yeah. Hilton Head, just watch out for the gators. They can get, kind of get you. I'm going to go um, to Pasadena for my next vacation. Come <laughs> well, no, bro. Right, exactly. We're far enough to where it is a vacation. <laughs> I haven't been there since I grew up there. Airbnb, my go place, all Airbnb, your place. <laughs> right. Rookie uh, stays. So sometimes um, if I'm like running low on subjects for a factor cap, I'll text my older sister because uh, she listens so she knows what the, sh- the segment is like. So I texted her and I was like, hey, do uh, you have any factor caps today? And then she said, uh, no. I have a fly infestation in my office, and I've been dealing with that all day. So, my factor cap is, a fly infestation is the worst kind of infestation. Taylor, factor cap. I think fruit flies, those are the worst. Get get those in your kitchen, and they just won't go away. There's no really remedy, it seems like, to get them out. Those are the worst for me. Travis? I've had ants. I've had fruit flies, and those are both really, really gross. Don't say Um, it. I I think the... There's two things. Yep. It's, it's got to be rats, right? Oh, I was going to go with something it's, else. It's like if you had a rodent infestation, as gross as flies are, and they are, but imagine if every yeah. time you turned around, there was a rat scurrying along the baseboard of your place. Because they're would, bigger. Yeah, and and they're, they carry disease, and it's just, you know, the rats have to be at the top of that list. All right, so ants for me, no problem. Ants, I'm like, guys, come on. They're Don't gross, make me do it. You, like, you can almost have a conversation with, with them and let them know, like, <laughs> move the trail along this way, guys. Um, the issue for me, roaches. Yeah, those are gross. I mean that that's just yeah. the absolute. I okay. There was, was this was years ago. You'd rather have rats than roaches, because roaches are number two for me. Well, at rats? least at least for rats. I'm assuming here you don't need ten rats. If you have one rat, that's an infestation. <laughs> like you have a rat. It's not like oh well, there's only one. Maybe I'm going to go back to watching. I'm going to go back to watching the game. Right? It's like Ratatouille, the one that comes out of the ceiling. If, if you have <laughs> one rat, cooking. if you have one rat, it's full war. So whether it's one or there's twenty of them. Years ago, this was a while ago, had a had a rental property and the tenant left and they left the place just completely in just just awful shape. And I remember ripping out one of the carpets, and it was just an infest. I've never seen that before. Bro, they're what coming. What sort of accelerant did you use to burn the place to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only remedy. At and that, that was probably the only time I've ever actually worked on anything, and then that quickly turned into calling a company, and then I never touched Orkin anything Orkin Man, can eat you over here. By the way, have you guys noticed, you know, just because of the weather lately, a lot more mosquitoes? We haven't yeah. had, we're crushed with ants right now. Yeah. Just full blown Depends on where you are with mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, like, I, I they're get everywhere. I get the pool a lot because of water, but it's- I'm uh, getting demolished. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the best. Right so one thing that I think, all you guys have great infestation ideas, but bats. Bats are very, one, scary. Two, carry diseases like rats, but they can fly, they can nestle in your hair, they can give you rabies. She that, watched too many. Bats, that's a yeah, movie no thing. That's a movie it's show thing. because It's almost like, she, <laughs> that's right, the office. It sounds like she's in a cave or something. So you probably won't like this. So if you play golf like I do, and if you're a golfer out there, I can almost guarantee you every golfer knows what I'm about to say. 
if you're playing as the sun goes down, yeah. oh, there's almost bats. always yeah. bats come out. Oh, no, they're, all they're over bats. The place, and isn't right? this in Austin where they have bats at one time? Yeah, they, hour? They, they just, they, they're out there and they're around and they don't give me the willies at all. I don't know if it's just because you see them a lot and you get used we to it. But walking. if you had a bat in your room, yeah, that would be not. You're see, just, I had the that great outdoors. Up, yeah. Isn't that the great outdoors? Was that the That's scene the of the great outdoors? Where Meredith gets the bat in her hair and <laughs> Dwight puts the bag over her No, I think great outdoors as well. Remember, he's trying to catch him with the. I think it was great outdoors as well. The old 96er. There's nothing on that table but fat and grizzle. All right, USC, uh, we've got the date. We did a little mathematical (laughs) and empirical research, and uh, I have the date the Trojan fan should be very, very worried about. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I think Emily really wants me to ask you this one, Slee. She mentioned it a few times. Hey, I didn't know you heard me. <laughs> no, but usually you'll tell me, like, hey, I sent you something. And I'm like, okay. She's and then pushing. Leave She's it pushing. That. This one, you're like, hey, no, no, I sent you the athlete. And it's a hey. good one. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm saying that you really wanted this one on. And so I'm going to I'm gonna give it to you. It's from our pal Hovick. Uh, it's a bit late. Not sure if it's been asked. But, Al, if you're going to be a bad slash evil guy, which movie show evil character would you like to be? Hovick says personally he would want to be Gus Fring. I think you wanted it, Emily, just because you want to talk more about Gus Frank. I mean, it's Gus a is great a good choice. one. <laughs> is Dwight evil from The Office? Yeah, he's uh, not evil. No, he's not evil. He's just he odd. might be sinister at he's times. Just odd. <laughs> Joker was probably my favorite. Actually, watching right, like Joker, just that character. Um, trying to think, what else here? What about someone from like The Departed or like a a gangster movie? Is there anyone from that you might like want to be? Those guys, isn't that funny how they they worked themselves to where they weren't evil? Like, yeah. you didn't perceive these gangsters as evil? Like, even Al Pacino, Anti-heroes. who is as evil as they came um, in uh, in Scarface. By the end, I'm like, come on, Pacino. <laughs> Nicholson and the, the Departed is pretty bad. Take yeah, them all down. They're all pretty bad. This is the, this is the, the idea, though. That's why it's a tricky question. you got to be a bad guy. You got to pick some guys that do some pretty terrible things to other yeah. people. Some guys that Gus is a mayhem. really good Gus one. Gus is a good one. There's a, I think there's an obvious answer to this, right? Breaking Bad. Uh no, because I mean that's he's pretty bad, but it's Tony Soprano, right? Mm-hmm. Like Tony lives in a nice house. He's got a pool. He seems to make friends easily. He's, a, he gets to hang out in a, in a that he's got ducks. A, that is a really good one. Right? That he, he you know, he's got friends that are loyal to him right up until they're not. Yep. He's got uh, company, shall you say? Yeah. If they, look, if we're gonna be bad, let's be bad. On let's the lady side, no, that's the I think it might be one. Wendy Bird. Uh from the, from Ozark. I think oh, she I was pretty that well. is diabolical. That, is that Bateman's and kind of wife? Really awesome. Yeah. She's okay. She was evil in her oh, own world. Oh, yeah. Like, she churned. Yeah, it's Laura Lenny. Okay. She churned. Like, there are moments in that show I'm like, damn, this you know what. Yeah, she definitely turned evil. Darth Vader? It's not a bad way to go. You get cool, you get cool um, like, spaceships. You get your own little cube to live in. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you just die in lava? Well, yeah, I mean, almost die in lava. Well, yeah, I was going to say, he didn't die. And then at the end, he has a redemption arc, right? He and yeah. Luke become father and son all over again spoiler alert 1983 (laughs) just letting you know that uh that's out there all right um so emily and i were talking this morning about usc trying to come up with an idea on on how to talk about their defense we said and i said to her i said hey has lincoln riley ever been undefeated when he went to the college football playoff the answer is no 
He has not. He's had a one-loss team every year at Oklahoma that they went into a college football playoff scenario. Um, the question is, has he ever had one of those losses be a defensive struggle where you lose the game, you know, 20 to 17? The answer is no. They're always high-scoring games. Mm-hmm. They lost to Iowa State 38-21. to They lost to Texas 48-45. to They lost to Kansas State 48-41. to So they get blown. When they lose, they lose because they can't get a stop. Particularly oddly, they've always lost in the month of October. Okay, they've lost on October 7th, October 6th, game five, game six, and then in week eight on October 26th against K-State, which means they're going to have a blowout loss. Not that they're going to get blown out, but they're not going to be able to stop anybody. High-scoring game. Washington State at home on the 8th, Utah in Salt Lake City on the 15th, and then Arizona in Tucson on the 29th. If you're an SC fan, those are the ones that Lincoln Riley kicks. That's the part of the schedule where his inability to put a good defense on the on the field comes up and bites him. Because unlike Oklahoma, if you're a one-loss team at you at, at this point in USC's trajectory, yeah. in the Pac-12 being as bad as it is, that will keep you out. Those are the three games to watch. You know, I, I've I've had kind of, and I know there's some articles now. First off, it was everyone praising USC. By the way, the AP polls, that's a perfect way of praising. SC is number seven in mm-hmm. the country. So they have obviously, with just two wins, have churned the uh, churned heads in USC They've football. They've gone from let's see what it is to a top 10 team. To a top 10 team, which is not freaking easy to do, nope. especially for SC, just the way they've been over the last couple of years. And now, which there should be, now it's, well, let's poke some holes into USC. Well, what are they not good at? Okay, defensively, how they've been in these last two games um, or in their first two games. And I think it's fair to kind of start seeing what is that kind of the balance of what is SC is going to be. You, you point out the month of October. Look at Lincoln Riley and what's happened in the past. He's never had a clean sheet. you know. And by the way, it's really hard to do. Of course it is. It's really hard to do, but he loses at the same time the same way and mm. all of the, that. That's what makes it and odd. And two it's, are unranked teams. Yeah, two are unranked teams. And by the way, Washington State will be unranked. Yep. Arizona might be the worst team in the country. Sorry mm-hmm. they beat the uh, Aztecs in the opener. Demolish them. They're not very good. Utah, Utah. Eh, okay. You could probably live to fight another day after that the, one. The, the stuff that we had yesterday about how they've lost and when they've lost in the, you know, we're talking about the college, college football championship, if you get to that playoff and the way they've lost there, which is they got their, you know, what's kicked and they have no way of stopping opposing teams. And then finally, when there's a team that can actually stop their offense, they can't hang with them. We're talking about these SEC schools. It doesn't it kind of just take you full circle for a quick second. Every time we talk about SC, I feel like I'm pausing for a second. You know how you want to kind of smell, you want to stop and smell the roses when you talk about the Dodgers. Sure. I for the for the the first time you could say that SC, I want to stop and just kind of, wow, we're really talking about them. Wow, there's really a conversation to be had about them. Wow, they're top 10. Wow, you're going out of your way to see what Lincoln Riley did with Oklahoma in October, and if there's a time that they're most vulnerable, it's going to be this time, and it's probably going to come because they don't get defensive stops. I think all that is just uh, adding up for me to what will make Saturdays much more interesting than they've been in L.A. Washington State 49, USC 45 on October 8th. I'm just I'm just saying it, it fits, right? You're a better a man. Team, because Iowa State, not a great football team. Texas is Texas, so we'll kind of put that one in a separate category. It's Red River Shootout. Yeah. It's that whole thing. Um, Kansas State, eh, okay, not what, what, great. Let, let's not say, great. Let's That's say, the Washington State equivalent. Let's just say that happened. 
let's say, even if it's, let's say it's not, okay, no, let's say Washington State. Mm-hmm. What happens? Let's say they, they, lost, they, they had a game so, where they lost 49-42, and they just could, so they been, kept scoring, but they could It's roughly a month from now. Mm-hmm. So uh, under this scenario, they will be unbeaten a month from now. So they'll be 5-0, and 6-0, and something like that. So they'll drop to 6-1. and one. They'll have a loss. This game would be in the Coliseum. So it'll be a loss at home to a Washington State team that at that point will have beat Wisconsin, beat SC. So maybe they're decent. Not great, but decent. SC would go from, let's say, they're 6 or 7 to probably 12. 13 or 14, yeah. some, somewhere okay. in there. But what it would do is all of those CFP projections that we're getting ready to release about that time of year. They're out the conversation. They're all the way at the bottom mm-hmm. because nobody respects the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks any of the teams in the Pac-12 are any good. Whereas if you're Alabama and you lose an early season game to LSU, right? And then you go beat Georgia and you go beat Auburn and you go beat Florida. Or On you go the beat road against A&M. Ole Miss. And you're, then- you're, you're, you're beating some teams every and then you end up winning the sec or whatever the you case can, is you're going to start to chip your way back into it who's sc hey well we beat uh we beat colorado <laughs> okay rice. great great we beat rice there's no way to earn your way what, back what in. if what if sc lost two games this year it's they're a good not, year they're not in the college football championship they're not even in that conversation who, who do they lose to they yeah. lost at utah okay and then you pick any other Better one day. you want on the schedule Notre Dame, I don't think, will allow them what, to okay, lose. Okay, but let's say they lose Utah and they lose in the Pac-12 championship game. Perfect. Okay, because that, that yeah. could be – if they only lose one game, then mm-hmm. they're in the Pac-12 championship They game. lost to Utah twice, it's, as an example. Sure. Mm-hmm. Actually, not an impossible situation. It's a really good year. It It's a, underwhelming because we got off to such a good start, and in this scenario, Utah would be um, – the middle of October, so you're starting to really buy into it. But now you're saying, hey, we're clearly behind Utah. But that did you doesn't hear, feel did so you, great. But did you hear what you just said there? And I'm with you on it. It would be – it's a good season. Yeah. But there would be this kind of underwhelming, like, you lost two, you couldn't figure it out against Utah. There would be a little bit of that. And that's, that's, that's I think, the part that I go back to that makes this season so unique from the others. There's real expectations, and there would be disappointment. I think I'd feel good about it if they lost because they couldn't stop anybody. Like, if they lost 49-45, to that feels fixable to me. Like, just stop giving up seven touchdowns. Give up four. Right, I, I I can't go from giving up three to giving up zero. Go get a defensive Just coordinator. Get go get it fixed. Yeah, that feels like a fixable problem to me, as opposed to we don't have any good players like they had for the last few years. That's a totally different deal. Speaking of good players, the guy that you can go ahead and cash your ticket to win MVP in the American League is a free agent at the end of this season. Could he honestly find his way to Los Angeles? I know it sounds stupid until you stop to think about it. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.